Welcome to Tradeoffs, a show where ProfitWell's Patrick Campbell and Product Habits Heat and Shock collect data to understand the trade-offs product teams are making with questions like, The next question we ask is, have you ever recommended Netflix to anyone? Asking people how often they use Spotify. Today, we're breaking down customers of Slack, the communication app that has become a standard amongst workplace environments everywhere. With over 10 million users, Slack has become a quintessential communication app. But are they positioned to stay on top as the workplace evolves? Talking about Slack this week. Slack. Slack attack. Slack attack. 2014. 2014. That's not too long ago. It's not. They were glitch before then? They were glitch. Yeah, it was glitch. It was a game, MMORPG, if I remember. And then very beautiful. Very design oriented. And they were using something like Slack internally. They had an internal tool, very IRC like. Yep. Um, And then it turned into Slack once they pivoted. And it's kind of amazing. Most epic pivot ever. Most epic pivot ever with 10 million daily active users, 85,000 paying customers. Yep. And those are companies, you know, which yes, I think companies. is like and many more users off of those companies Absolutely. as well. They're about to go public. About to go public. And I think what's so amazing about it is, do you think this was just like the right time for a product like this? I think it was the right time for a product like yeah. this. I think mobile was there. Businesses wanted Integrations different ways to communicate. Were there. Skype was like going downhill. Hangouts was buggy. Yeah. I mean, there was just something needed to happen. And yeah. HipChat was sitting there. It was okay. 37 Signals we Base used, Camp had used Campfire. Yeah. yeah, we use HipChat too. Yeah. Right? And then this was better came along. Yeah. More reliable. Yeah. Right? A little bit prettier, better interface. And, and I think they had an amazing hype wave. They had an amazing, amazing hype wave. Amazing hype this wave. Is so true. And I think it came from such a, big difference. a lot of the integrations, yeah. which I know we'll see in the data in a little yep. bit. I think it was also very engineering focused. Yep. And the non-engineers didn't really care. They were just like, Oh, it has GIFs and like, yeah. you know, integrations. Let's cool. Like, let's use whatever you guys want to use. Yep. And I think there's a lot of organizations that had nothing like Slack before. That's so true. Because it's kind of wild. So the reason I bring this up is because I was home for Christmas. I think it was two years ago. And I have central Wisconsin in like the knees. In my hometown, there was an ad for Slack. Yep. A billboard. Yep. And I was like, what is going on? You know, because it's the tech companies advertising. Yeah, I think it's just, that was when they didn't have them anywhere else. I know they had that's what's pretty areas. wild. Yeah, they didn't have them in like the multi the, there must the big be metropolitan some really areas. large companies in your area. No, they're <laughs> I don't know. Maybe well, large yeah. enough count wise. I mean, yeah. You know, another interesting thing about Slack and why I think it exists is like we're all used to the messengers. Think yeah. about how many messengers there were already by 2014 from yeah. a consumer standpoint. And then all of a sudden right? it's like, oh, yeah, I should use I this for do work. This at work. Because I don't want to keep my yeah. messaging or no. doing whatever. I want to like yeah. put that in one place. Yeah. All right. How long have you been using Slack? First question First here. Question. A lot of people, not that long. I no. mean, it's not that old of a company. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. but 46% of respondents here. Less than a year. Less than a year. That's actually a good thing. I think it's good. I think it's good for their growth. And I think what's funny about something like Slack is that as tech people, we will reference it all the time. We'll talk about it and we obviously use it. The amount of people who are not using it is probably like, we we don't even think about that. It was kind of like with Uber and Lyft. Like now kind of everyone is used to Uber and Lyft. That wasn't the case a few years ago. But when we were all like, oh yeah, this old company, Uber (laughs) and Lyft. And it's like, (laughs) Slack, there's so much more growth to be had for them, which I think is great. And I think that what also has been driving Slack a little bit has been kind of like the remote movement as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because you guys, I mean, you have a lot of remote team members, Everything's remote. Is it helpful? Is it like... That I think and we, Zoom we, and that's life? Or communications what? from a day-to-day basis runs on Slack. Yeah. One of the things we have is we have a channel called Daily Updates Okay. at my companies. And basically everyone puts in what they did yesterday and what they're doing today. Got it. And that kind of system, we couldn't find another way to do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do that via email. It'd be too noisy. Yeah. It just wouldn't work. So here, if you want to passively understand what people are doing, you go in Slack. 
you and you look at this channel, it, yeah. you just scroll through it, and I know what people are doing. And it's more convenient right? to going to a third-party app. It's super you're easy. Already in there. And then you're in Slack, and then there's obviously all the fun stuff that happens. I know you have uh, some strong opinions on it, so yeah. we should talk about what your opinions are around the noise. I tend to like the noise, yeah, because I don't consider it noise. I kind of want the information. I don't, and I'm good at ignoring yeah. whatever I can, whatever I want to ignore. I think it's not that I don't want the information. It's more just started off. I think it's because as humans we're flawed, right? You of know, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I think one of the ways that we're flawed is that when something should be treated as asynchronous communication. It's hard for us to do that when it's so synchronous, right? And it's so easy. And it's so easy, right? And so yeah. it's hard for us to have that willpower, that discipline. Well, I saw that message. I shouldn't ignore it. Or it's so easy to reach out to you. Like one of the most annoying things is like, hey, you there? Just ask me the question. You know, just ask me what you want or just yep. say what you want, right? Yep. Or maybe they're looking to have a conversation, but there's yeah. just like, so we don't have as good of a forcing function to put our thoughts together. We just don't know how to deal with it. And that's it's what's kind of scary at work. about it. Yeah, well, because it was this whole idea of, hey, we're going to reduce your email. Yep. But then it's like, cool, you didn't reduce my communication. You actually increased my communication and changed it to partially being annoying. So I have to relearn my mental model on how I approach communication with people, yep. which is fine. I just think it's kind of interesting where being remote, it's a forcing function for you to communicate a little bit better Absolutely. because you only have so yeah. much time. You're taking so much. It's very yeah. obvious you're taking someone's time. I think in Slack, it's a very similar scenario where I would love if Slack had features where it was more of a forum where you had to like apply to a post, yeah. those types of things. Yeah. And we kind of do that with threads, but it's just so quick and easy. It's too easy. All right. Product market fit. Product market fit. Uh-oh. This is a question we ask. How disappointed would you be? If you could no longer use Slack and what did they have? What was it? 2015 when you yeah, did a study so on this almost a year into the business, it was 51%, which is great, which is great. That's over 40%, over 40% which is what we're looking for. But today, where are we at? 26%. Patrick. Ah! Yeah. Now that somewhat disappointed portion is high. Yeah. Which is like kind of okay, but you need 40%. No, you need 40%. And if it went from 51 to 26 in like literally like three or four years. Yeah, that's a little scary. There's something going on here. Yeah. Right. Which makes me a little nervous about like looking at the group of people here and like understanding why they would be disappointed. Yeah. And I think that's the next question we ask. Why would you be very disappointed if you could no longer use Slack? And I think it's central value prop is there. It helps them communicate. Yep. So if they that's can't right. communicate, yep. then that would be bad for them. That's right. I, I think use Slack all the time at work. Or the, you know, all the integrations <laughs> yeah. and having multiple teams make it so easy to communicate with every party yeah. I work this, with. This ease is is like that double-edged sword, you know? But yeah. like, that's what people are saying. This and is pretty simple value prop. And when you see the primary benefits here, it just kind of continues to evolve. Just keeps right? going. Yep. Collaboration, 14% of people said that that was the primary benefit. Yep. Easy team, team communication, communication, 25%, which yep. I thought was interesting. And I think that it's kind of fascinating though because it's so central to their value prop Yet there's not as many people who would be well, very disappointed. People say fast, easy, quickly. These are the common words mm. that people say about communicating. That even goes to your earlier point about like how easy they've made it so that you mm. can just access anybody in the company so quickly. So maybe it's one of those things where it's people like it, but it's actually bad for us. And that's we're having like the, the wave off of it. I don't know if that's why people are not super happy with it, but there could be. Right. It yeah. could be that. And one thing to keep in mind is that product market fit is a moving target anyway. Sure. So if you're not continuously trying to figure out how to double down on the core value prop of yeah. communication and then even deal with some of these things, I think you might lose sight of like why people love you in the first place mm. and lose sight of like how a- as time goes on, as you were saying, things evolve. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the biggest things for this company and one of the biggest challenges when you look at this primary benefit is they made it so easy to communicate. Now it's almost too easy. Yeah. What do you do? You can't really train people. You have to bake that into the product to make it a little bit harder 
add yep. a little bit of that friction. So let's see if people are recommending it. So this is the common question we asked. Have you ever recommended Slack to anyone? Yeah. Looks like 55%. Yeah. Which is right around Office 365. That's interesting. Which is at 60%. And I've never recommended Office 365. There you go. And <laughs> much lower than G Suite, which is at 90%. Yeah, 90% so, is out of control. Uh, I, I didn't ask the question earlier in 2015, but I'm sure the rate would have been a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. Only about half the people are recommending it. Right I remember now. You, people wouldn't shut up about Slack. Yeah, that's true. And they still yeah. kind of won't. Like, it's, I put them kind of in that Apple category where it's like, you shouldn't use them in an argument because there's so many things that contributed to like how <laughs> yeah. their growth is. That's true. Like they got a lot of things yeah. right and oh, they're, they're an amazing company yeah. and I look up to them, but it's just one of those things where it's like, well, Slack's pricing. This is how they did so well. It's like, you don't have a lot of the things that contributed to their success Correct. essentially. Yeah. I think the improvement part, and this is what I was kind of mentioning before is what yeah. scares me here. Yeah. So we asked people, how could Slack be improved to better meet your needs? And you had a situation where like 35% of people said something like, oh, I don't know, it's fine. Like there just wasn't any like aggressive, like do this. Not like, sure. Can't yeah. think of anything good as is. And the thing is, as we keep pointing out in these, when you have strong product market fit and you're hearing this, cool. Yeah. Like you have strong product market fit. When you have relatively weak product market fit yeah. and you're hearing that these people don't know. Or your or product they won't market fit's you, going down. Yeah. Or it's yeah. going down. Like that's almost alarming. Yeah. Because you need to dig deeper. Well, and what do you do what's going on. as a product yeah. team? Like, what do you do? You have to figure it out. Yeah. And that's so what's you, scary you, about you look it. at some of the other signals. So people want more features, 8%. People want a better user interface, 6%. And even those things are like a little bit unclear. And then 6% of people said better user interface, which I kind of am like, what would they improve there? What do you think? I really like one of the quotes, which said, I think the interface of Slack could be better organized for productivity. There you go. If someone said that, those are the people I want to talk to. Mm -hmm. I want to understand what they mean by that. Yeah. Because other folks are like, oh, it's clunky or it needs to be easier to navigate. That doesn't help me. But when someone says it can be better organized for productivity, yeah. I want to know what they mean. Yeah. Do you think that when you look at this, particularly for Slack, especially on the point of like better productivity, if we take a step back, one of the big things that Slack talked about, I, I don't know if it was like on their homepage, but I definitely know it was like something was like killing email, no more email, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And now it's very much like communication, like, it's your office, you know, that type of thing. Do you think that that conscious choice? They almost need to phase, they need to figure out what phase they're getting into next. Mm. If they were first in the phase of communication and saying it's about team communication and that's what got them here. Yeah. There's a transformation that needs to happen considering they've lost product market fit. Sure. And that transformation is obviously unclear. Yeah. But one of the indicators here is like, well, if it made communication so easy that some folks feel less productive sure. because of Slack, they need to introduce things. They should be thinking about how do we introduce things to make people feel more productive Yeah. now that they use Slack. So in the beginning, it's almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sure, sure, We just sure, need to sure, communicate. Sure. When I read that word productivity, I was like, okay, yeah, all right. There's some directional thought there. Here. For this type of research, it's really important to figure out like what words are people actually using. Even if it's like a small percentage of them, if they're using certain words in reference to things like the interface and they want to feel like the interface can be better organized for productivity. That's like where my mind is. That yeah. almost indicates where they can go next. Well, it's also one of those things where I wish the interface was easier to navigate. The UI can be clunky and hard to get used to. These are leading indicators as you're basically referring to something else. Yep. There's something else Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. Like, why are they saying that? And that's right. like my initial reaction was like, the interface is so and simple. This right? is fun. Yeah. You know why this is fun? You're going to love this. Like when you think about this, it's like if Slack doesn't figure this out, the next thing that competes with Slack is going to figure this out. Mm, That's how important this productivity point is. Yeah. Look, we're supposed to be productive at work. That's the whole point. 
we work, we do a bunch of stuff, right? And the business grows, yeah. right? And you want to feel productive at work. Sure, sure, if sure. Slack is not making you feel like that, the thing that challenges Slack ends up being that or Slack has to challenge Slack. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I think it's kind of fascinating just because they got the right hype wave at the right time, I feel. But is there something that like you're referring to like basically makes it obsolete? Right. Like you see that often in certain products. Like I think that Google Docs is kind of doing that to like Microsoft Office, at least Word, not Excel, but like at least Microsoft Word. And then I think like there's a hope that like Notion or something like that will adjust that even further. It's such an interesting problem because you can't even imagine what that next thing will look like. Yeah, you can't. And I'm not sure if they can. Yeah, and that's and, what's kind of scary. That's why there's a lot more research needs to be done. And one of the kind of key things to figure out is obviously alternatives. Yeah, so. so we asked, what would you likely be using as an alternative if Slack wasn't available? Right. And I didn't know how to handle this. So, I mean, it was 12%, but the top one, so there's a long tail of a lot of yes. different options. Yes. But 12% said Discord. Yeah, are you familiar with Discord? I know Discord, it's like gamers, so it's Slack right? For, it's Slack for gamers. Which is but like weird. anyone can sign up and use it. Yeah. And at the core, because gamers do voice a lot, mm. it's actually text plus voice. Interesting. And they have to be world class at that. And Slack just killed their video stuff, Part right? of it. Yeah, yeah part but, of it, yeah. But the thing in Discord is not video. It's like actual voice. Yeah. And they probably do their voice stuff way better than Slack does. Interesting. And more importantly, on the Discord side, it's free. Yeah. It's just fully free. So they're trying to find ways to monetize so they gamers. Don't know yet. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it's yeah. like, it's funny that it's a threat. 12%? You think it's a threat? It's big enough to be a threat. I think it's a threat because it's the number one thing that's been mentioned as an alternative. Okay. So, like, is, is this alternative going to grow in popularity? We'll see. If so, why? And it might not, right? Because yeah. it is targeted at gamers. Yeah. Now, what if Discord said, we're going to build Discord yeah. and Teams, right? That's why I think it becomes more of a threat because. That company being a free product targeting gamers is probably going to have a hard time monetizing. And the beautiful coincidence would be this whole gamers to productivity, which is what Slack ended up doing as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that <would be laughs> that's funny. interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, building yeah. a game and then getting into the space. Yeah, that's yeah. Really good. I do like the idea, though, here that 9% of people mentioned Skype. Yep. A lot of people, like especially in the U.S., don't realize how much chat goes on Skype. I mean, do you have a Skype account? I do. Do you use it every now and then? Uh, every now and then. I'm about a weekly to bi-weekly Probably every user. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Like, like, we still use it. But I know know a lot of people I'll go on there every two weeks and all of a sudden yeah. there's a bunch of chats and I don't right. I don't think of it as chatting at all yeah I, I think about either, it actually. as I think about it as just one to like one. voice but I, I did like how one person mentioned and nine percent of people said they would use Skype so again there's there's a long tail here but they said would likely go back to Skype but would not be happy at all <laughs> so I think that there's like there, there's Microsoft still, has some work to do yeah, yeah but I think yeah. my whole thing was just like it's tough like it's kind of like again project management that world yeah. where it's like not everyone's going to be happy so how do you make sure enough people are happy to keep the hype and keep the business and the growth going yep which is sure. super tough and i think what most scares me is when we look at slack's nps yep so this is nps net promoter score scale of negative 100 to 100 negative four. negative 4 and that means it people are having shocks some me. form of a bad experience yeah it shocks me shocks too. me yeah that that's what we came out with yeah. and some of the detractors here like there's other alternatives that are easier yeah. to use and more widely used. There didn't used to be. There wasn't, right? right. You had HipChat and you're yeah. like, and, and I think the thing that HipChat was perfectly great, but it was one of those things where this was like the new thing. Yep. And it had like more stuff. And so you're like, yep. cool, let's try that out. More unique features. There are other similar programs that are free. There are many other tools available in the marketplace that provide similar, if not the same functionality with a better value and a lower price point. Yep. So you're starting to see this erosion yeah. in a competitive market. Multiple teams, all notifications, going back to that value proposition, 
but it's almost like this market is is becoming so eroded with competitors that it's like they got to get to the next thing. They do. Have I don't to know if the they. Thing. And I think that they have plans for the next thing, but they're they haven't revealed those as much yet, or haven't really put the fight it's not on as those clear. quite yet. They've made acquisitions, but it's not as clear yet. Do you think that there's a world where you would be okay giving up NPS and okay giving up some of this product market fit from the way that we calculate it? in order to just continue to grow that that world and grow that business? Like the existing communications product? Yeah, that... right? Because if people are using nothing and then you give them Slack, I look at this almost as, hey, they're somewhat disappointed, but they have to use something. And this well, is what their company told them that they're going to use. We all know the retention must be high. Oh, I'm sure. Right? So it Expansion is one, revenue it, is probably it, insane. Yeah, it is one of those where no one gets fired for Slack. For buying Slack. You, so that's right? what so I'm trying to get at. That yeah. brand. It feels like the next Slack is going to address this productivity problem. Mm. So you're more worried, I think, about more than even erosion, more than commoditization. You're worried about getting disrupted. Yeah. And you don't want to get disrupted. Interesting. So like if it's noisy and that's the sentiment, you might just not see what's coming next. Yeah. They're going after growth while a tailwind of less happy customers and less like locked in customers. Yeah. So it's going to catch up to them eventually. Yeah. Switching costs is definitely yeah. not that, that high. Yeah. Right. So they probably are going to find ways to introduce and make the switching costs higher. Interesting. Right? Integrations is one thesis, right? Sure. Bots and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's played out as well now, yeah. you know, multi-years in as it could or, uh, you know, well, we've seen based this, on what they do we've next. We've seen this in the pricing yeah. and in some of our other benchmark data. More integrations you have, typically that customer is willing to pay more. Even with Slack, we found that if a user has a Google Docs integration, Google yeah. Apps integration, they're willing to pay was like something like, 50% higher right. than if you didn't have it. Right. And so I think that's a really, really big thing for them. The reason I have like some hope but some worry for Slack is because just think about like how fast they've grown yeah. and the trade-offs that are being made just in like that growth. Like think about how many times they've had to move their office, right? And how annoying that so is for teams. And all those distractions yeah. of like growing this quickly. Yeah. Like in five years, basically going from nothing to public. Like that's what's really Did you just really make scary. a case for remote teams? No, I didn't. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Another episode. Yes. I did not make a case. I kind of heard it. I mean, there, there is a I case for remote teams. It. I don't know if it's a good case. But I don't we'll know, talk Patrick, about that I another episode. <laughs> Back to that productivity. I yeah. feel like we talked about that a lot. You know, we making have. things yeah. easier and communicate. So, what would you do? Like in this situation, you're running product. You see this data. You feel bad about yourself. Uh, and you <laughs> feel would, bad. I'd be probably looking at the numbers and not feeling yeah, so bad. Yeah. Be like, oh, I don't know what's going You'd on. You'd be like, whatever, we're I, growing. Yeah. I want to figure out what to do next. And okay. I think a lot of the next is like, if people really are churning, I'd, I'd be very deliberate about understanding why they're churning. Yeah. Like this is like one of those products where like you see so much growth that you might not be paying enough attention to the churn. So and this let's, is people actually just leaving. But Company, let's assume, whole company's leaving. Why are they leaving? But let's assume that that's like minimal. Yeah. Like it feels like their churn is very like, Oh, we went out of business, blah, 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 uh, but blah. But I blah. still want to know why. So even, yeah, if, even it, if it's went out of business, cool. I don't cool. care about those, right? But if it's like large companies leaving, yeah. who are they going to? Are they going to Facebook Workplace? Or like Fuse I know or it wasn't like mentioned. That? Or Fuse yeah. or like smaller folks. Are they sure. trying other things? Why? One of these things is like, there's a key part of jobs to be done I love. Yeah. That's that methodology. It's really popularized. Sure. Intercom actually popularized yep. the methodology. And the part I like about it is this thing called the switch method hmm. where they actually help you determine what events led up to someone switching to or from your product. Interesting. So this is like from your product to another one. What are the events? So what I'm wondering is are one of the events that like enough people in the company think this product is noisy? 
or think that the notifications are noisy and yeah. getting annoying. Does some specific event happen where somebody either misses something or somebody totally mm. feels like so inundated and they're like the boss or something and they're like, oh, screw this, we're switching off it. The thing right now is like there aren't actually real strong alternatives. Discord's in a completely different market. Yeah. Right? So I think, yeah. so that's my whole point. If, if I'm a PM, I actually would spend some time on that because I'd want to know what the events are that lead up to that because that would help me figure out what to improve in the product. Do you feel like the ethos of the company is conducive to that? Like just from the outside perspective? Can't tell. I think the company has a lot of just like aura around it of like sure. just being a great company. Yeah. Right. But I don't necessarily hear too much about their culture. Sure. Right. So I can't I can't really speak to that. But the company with the amount of growth and the points you were making about how fast the growth has been and how many offices they've had to move yeah. and things like that, that could be masking a lot of self-awareness or making it harder to be as self-aware as possible. That's what I worry about. Plus, it's hard to look at the negative side of something. When you are the fastest growing SaaS company in history. Yeah. And I don't know how terrified they are of how do we keep that? Yeah. Right? Like, are they terrified? Just, just right? keeping the wheels on. Or do they just like sell to <laughs> yeah. Google or Microsoft? That's I'm right. sure those conversations have happened, if not are happening. Probably happening. You know, impending, you know, yeah. with the going public. It's just like, is that just what you do? You know, and you're just like, all right, someone else's problem now. Right. And it grew fast five years to a massive, like multi-billion dollar exit is no yeah. joke. And then they're already doing that yeah. with the public, like the IPO, it's a multi-billion dollar exit. My biggest worry here is just around the IBM aspect. It's a great place to be in. No one got fired for, for buying IBM. Five years, man. But I think what's, yeah. what's terrifying is more like the speed of this cycle and the speed of this market yeah. is where I, you know, take pause, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I think on that note, like from the IBM analogy, it's like they could probably start thinking through larger teams more and more and more. But you have like Fuse in Boston, actually, who I was talking to some of their team there and they they were able to pretty successfully sell against Slack yeah, because they're going into a lot of places that want perpetual, like, or not necessarily perpetual, but like on-premise software and on-premise yeah. type of things. So it's kind of interesting that this market, I think it's so big that there's a lot of really positive things that could hide like a little bit of a ticking time bomb. I don't, almost don't want to call it a ticking time bomb because yeah. it's like so very true. long ticks and very yeah. small bomb, I think, but like it'll grow over time, you know, if not, if not looked at. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Great. Slack. You know where you can agree more? Where? Producttradeoffs.com where you can sign up and make sure you're subscribed to Tradeoffs and get all of the other fun things that we reference and all the fun things that we talk about. Tell your friends. Tell all of your friends. Product and even you're not friends, just yeah, your colleagues. Not. If Let you don't know. think that they're friends, you can totally tell them about Tradeoffs yeah. and make sure that they're on board on any channel, however they want to consume content. There you go. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Bye.